Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Gravity Falls. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is Kate Kozik, joined as ever by Noel Kirkpatrick and Allison Shoemaker. Uh, let's make that much more clear. Joined by uh, <laughs> perennial Globnar champion, Noel Kirkpatrick, and Allison McKenzie Shoemaker. McKenzie, you're going to have to do this. Allison Mulkenzie Schlumaker. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but today, before I forget, I wanted to mention at the top, uh, we are planning to have a podcast on Wednesday, but uh, that may not happen. So you'll you'll find out. it's a big mystery. It'll be a surprise drop. <laughs> Either there will be a podcast in your feed or there won't. Uh, I have, I've got an appointment at the violin shop. So it depends on how long it takes and what traffic is like and everything. Um, so maybe we'll be back on Wednesday. Maybe we'll be back next week on 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 Monday. But this week we are here to talk about Gravity Falls, uh, season two, episodes eight and nine, uh, Blendon's Game and the Love God. And we, you know, as listeners, I'm sure you will remember, we were not high on the last <laughs> three. It was a little rough. Uh, I'm hoping that we have a more positive reception. To this, my concerns about the love god uh, ended up being less uh, realized than I feared. Um, though it's not my, my, you know, my favorite episode or anything, but uh, it's got some issues. But I think we're going to start things off with Blendon's game. And Allison, what did you think about the return of of Blendon Blandon, and and actually getting a Seuss episode? Another Seuss episode. Uh, I'm glad that we got a Seuss episode that I don't have to actively hate. Um... Yay! That was great. I was so excited. Young Seuss, love it. Um, ju- I love a time travel story. Like, I just, I very much enjoyed this episode. Um, lots of really fun, like, here's a joke for the kids and here's a joke for the grown-ups. Like, lo- I love those moments. Um, Globnar was, of course, amazing. Um, I feel like Taika Waititi probably owes them some money. <laughs> um <laughs> It, it feels very much like the big combat sequence in um, Thor Ragnarok. Um, I, ju- I just had a really great time watching it. The whiplash from the last episodes and then the, the love god, which I agree is nowhere near as upsetting as I thought it was going to be, but is still like not great, was significant. Um, but it's nice to feel excited about <laughs> Gravity Falls again. What a fun episode. <laughs> Noel, how was it for you? It is fun, and I really like the emotional beats that they bake into it uh, with uh, Seuss and the fact that Dipper and Mabel are just meddlers, which really comes through in this episode, both of these episodes in particular. Um, but that they, because they're twelve, they want to do the right thing, and they go to great lengths to do the right thing. And watching them navigate that in Blendon's game, I think, is really really fun. Um, because they're using all these, all the weirdness of Gravity Falls to help someone, as opposed to figure out a mystery f- from it. And I really like that concept, and I really like that reconfiguration of the show's plot beats for character reason. So I think it's really sweet. I really like the ending to it of, yeah, no, I'm just going to hang out with my friends. And also, infinite pizza slice. <laughs> Excellent time wish. Like, top tier good time wish inspired yeah it's just like you're never gonna run out of pizza 
And I, I, I'm just going to assume that he also wished that it was always warm, but like not like too warm so like it doesn't burn, but like in your pocket or whatever. But it's just like infinite pizza, folks. It's just a good time wish. <laughs> you just need Dr. Strange's uh, like refilling beer stein, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're set. Just, you know, you're just going to kill yourself with your dietary choices. But, I mean, you'll have fun on the way out because it'll be delicious. <laughs> Maybe the way that it works is that when the when the new bite appears, the old bite that's in your digestive system disappears. So you get all the pleasure of eating the pizza without any of the consequences it is a paradox free time wish so maybe that's how that works one hopes and then you can like have a salad or protein bar or something to actually like be the substance right sustenance part of it not great if you're like stranded somewhere but like it'll work for pizza is a side dish anytime (laughs) i i was uh you know i I enjoyed the return of, of london blandon um I still am very distracted by just Justin Rowland's voice because it is just... It's just lemon grab. It's, yeah, it's just him. Um, but uh, Marcus says that that wouldn't solve world hunger, but it would save arteries. Yes. Um, yes. Um, the I had forgotten how much, like, the proportions of the episode. And I was really pleased with them once I realized and settled into it. Um, there was, like, I think a lot of this episode really comes down to the ending. And them giving the time wish to Seuss and, you know, not wishing. Like, I just watched this wing because I had forgotten exactly how it, you know, what, what happened at the end. Um, and so I was just dreading it. It was like watching through my fingers being like, oh, they're going to wish that his dad came and his dad's going to be terrible. It's not going to have fixed it, you know, like, or it's going to be really dishonest. Um, and so to instead give it to Seuss, um, that really that understanding of consent and of not changing a formative part of someone's history without like telling them um, is just so essential to this episode nailing its messaging that uh, I was very relieved and excited to uh, get to that part of the episode. Um, Also, I like that, you know, it's, it's our um, origin story for Seuss working at the mystery shack as well. So if they had done that, then, Seuss would not would have stayed at the party. He would not have gone to Mystery Shack. He would not have become the handy person. Like all of that. So um, yeah, it's a, a a very important message that, as Marcus says here in the chat, uh, is not retained uh, by Mabel for the next episode. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and and she, and she, you know, she makes the she's like, but the choice is yours. It has to be your choice. Uh, is what Mabel says in the first, and then we'll get there. Not so much in the second. Uh, but so I really enjoyed how that all came together. Uh, the other thing I all really dug about this episode was just, just a little moment, a little aside of um, the young um, uh, Wendy and Tamron. Um, and like, you're cute. It's like, well, you're way too young for me. So that's kind of weird, but thank you. And, and then the immediate, like, yeah, that's probably how Wendy feels. Oh, Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just get to live in that moment, too. The, the, they, like, let you live in that moment with Dipper, which I really appreciate. It's not, like, a quick, like, beat gag. It's, like, multiple beats of him going, oh. 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 Yeah. 
<laughs> and it's the kind of thing that like, oh, I wish so many other shows would have an awareness about that. Um, see, see all, all shows that decide they want to have a teacher student romance. You know what I say? Romance. <laughs> Cause that's what they, so many shows decide to do. They try to find a way that that can be legit. Marcus is every vampire show. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Appreciated that very much. Did you guys have any other moments from this that stood out or, or things you wanted to, to mention before we move on to the next episode? Uh, the vending machine I thought mm-hmm. was really fun. Um, but also I just kept waiting for it to open, like for the back to open, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was fun and appropriately tense. Uh, I loved all of the different pieces of the Globnar, um, like all of the different, the time race and th- when they were playing chess and all of that stuff was really fun. Um, I was very touched by Seuss's wish being not just for infinite pizza, but also for patching up his friends. Very nice. Um, uh, Seuss's grandma remains an undersung MVP. She's just the best. Uh, I, as a person who has very complicated feelings about my birthday and, um, a pretty shitty dad, uh, connected on that level in a way that I thought, I feel like it was honest. Like you said, Kate, it was honest without being cheap. Um, and the resolution was really a little, a little easy, but really nice. Um, and, uh, I I think that my favorite Mabel moment. In the entire series is when they ask what Blendon's punishment should be, and she screams death. Um, <laughs> like what a moment from Kristen Shawl! How uh, like that feels like the most emotionally honest moment in the whole thing because after undergoing this incredibly strenuous, stressful, adrenaline-driven experience, who among us would not give in to our basest impulses? Um, but the fact that she recognizes it immediately, uh, that was that was the moment of the episode for me. I was so delighted by that. Well, yeah, they'd done like almost like 600, 700 little tasks or games to get to the end of it. And it's just like, how could you not scream that you'd want this man to die at that <laughs> point? Um, yeah, no, it's just, it's very sweet. But like you said, Allison, the fact that she like, wait, goes realizes it that it's wait no i just got caught up in the moment <laughs> yeah yeah it's and fine again, though who among us yeah who among us wouldn't um, it's like when you're at a party and you you feel the impulse to like stand at the table and scream i don't know shots for everyone and then right. and then i'll whoa, nope never mind sorry that was a terrible idea <laughs> and, but then to realize like a degree of mercy instead of yes. doing that very classic thing of turning an enemy into an ally kind of deal of Put his life back together, but also give him nice hair. And he does end up with, like, perfect hair for his head. Yes. Like, it's absolutely the best type of hair for that that head size and shape and that character. Like, he could have no other hair. Uh, I thought of two other little things that I want to shout out. One is, uh, this is a great Mabel episode, which is nice, because I was very pissed off at Mabel in the next episode. Um, uh, When Mabel, like, as just like a, like a... Like a Hail Mary gambit. It's like, oh, it's me, your great great grandma. And it immediately works. <laughs> Inspired. Gam Gam? <laughs> I'm nobody's Gam Gam! Just like, what a delight. Um, and then the the time cops being named Lolf and Dungren really yes. made me laugh. What a fun little joke. Yeah, no, it's a very solid time cop joke. And I oh, and the it. time baby. Ooh, way to follow through. 
<laughs> time baby, all I dreamed of. Yeah, the time baby is very Futurama for me, but I'm okay with it. Like, it works. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcus says, I like all the dumb time puns. Ow, my time knee. <laughs> um, and that they stipulated that the time cops have to keep an eye on Blendon, which is smart. Because uh, he's not going to he's not going to learn his lesson. That's not going to happen. Um, the the other thing, the last thing I'll say is that, you know, and this connects with what you were saying a little bit, uh, Allison. Can we just retire the thing where someone says they don't like celebrating their birthday and the other characters saying, yeah, but like, I like celebrating my birthday. So you have to like, nobody should be alone on their birthday. It's like, they want to be alone. There are so many other days that they are wanting, that they want to hang out. There are, you know, 364 other days in a year. 365 in a leap year where they are happy to hang out. You you can just respect how they feel and not try to force what's important to you onto them. Now, as a hugger, it took me way too long to come to terms with not everyone is a hugger. A hug will not make everyone feel better. They don't, they would like you to please respect their space, but I got there. I feel like we could just take that lesson and apply it to people who don't like to celebrate their birthdays on TV and movies and literature and in your actual life. Um, but I have yet to see a show introduce that concept for a character and have it be respected or have it be pushed against and have the character who is pushing against it learn the lesson that, oh, it's not my place to tell someone else how to feel about their birthday. Uh, uh, I think that there is one and it's mm, a little, a little tiny bit wobbly, but I have always as a complicated birthday haver um been very appreciative of the parks and rec episode where leslie gives um ron his perfect birthday which is him Mm -hmm. alone watching a movie with whiskey because that's a ron birthday and um yeah anyway i'm i'm a big fan of i'm a big fan of that one but yes i agree just let people have their own thing Mm -hmm. yeah marcus is a surprise birthday party sounds dreadful uh except for mabel uh, as long as you aren't too late with it. Too little, too late, Katie. Um, <laughs> and with that, let's go to our next episode, The Love God. And I mean, I enjoy John DiMaggio as much as the next fan of animation. So he's, his voice work as The Love God is delightful. Glad that Melody's back. Uh, Jillian Bell also excellent addition to this season as Melody. Um, but uh, Mabel, what the fuck? And why are you... <laughs> why can't you... Why can't these writers give her the same, like, base awareness from episode to episode? And yes, she's got all of her, her like, her, like, uh, her boy craziness and this other things like that are playing with her, some of her judgment, maybe. But after the previous episode, to watch her put the whammy on people, take away their consent to get them into a relationship, have the ability to get, to end that and return their ability to have consent... And then decide, actually, I think they're better off just not having free will. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, first of all, the, I, I had so much goodwill coming out of, um, our, our Blendon episode, uh, that when I realized that the love God was going to focus at least in part on Robbie, although... I Laser say, tag Robbie. Uh, young Robbie was funny. That was like, that was the maybe the only time I've ever been like, that's a good Robbie joke. Um, but uh, I, that was like, oh, come on. I just like, really? 
really? Um, and then the fact that Robbie wasn't actually even the real problem in the episode, I found um, pretty frustrating. Uh, I hate matchmaking stories, and I'm starting to get suit, not starting to get, am continuing to be um, very frustrated with uh, the way that they're writing Mabel's boy craziness because it's not recognizable as human emotion to me at all. Um, having been a little girl who had lots of crushes, um, it's not like you do a hard eyes emoji and call it a day. There's a whole thing. You get a whole story in your head of what your tiny child romance is going to be. Uh, it's It's just not it's not recognizable to me as an actual person. If, and that speaks to what you're saying, Kate, like why does Mabel not have any sort of an emotional baseline? Why is she so recognizable in some stories? And so um, while wow, we've gone back to stage one in others. Um, so I found that part of it pretty frustrating. Uh, and then we've got the bullying. Um, and the argument of the episode seems to be that like bu- bullying brings people together. Um, You need that scapegoat. You need the glue. You need Thompson. Which, as a... If this were a a show that was not also intended for children, I would still sort of have an issue with it. But the cynical take on it, um, I can appreciate, right? Like, I understand why it is that Gravity Falls would choose to show us the Thompson and how they all unite and to give Thompson some agency in that, like, I've let them bully me to keep us together so that I have friends. It's incredibly sad, but sort of like in a cynical, funny way. Well, Um, and also in a, it's a small town, there's only so many people, you know, kind of way. Like, this is how I'm going to choose to get through that since I can't leave yet. Right. But, Um, yeah, it's not good. When I think about kids watching it i get really it's i get really frustrated um i feel like you have a responsibility when you're writing entertainment for children to think about what they're going to take from it it doesn't mean that everything has to have a moral but i do think you have an obligation to not give a moral that's just garbage um so that was that was a real issue for me too yeah, with the Thompson stuff at the end, it's very much like watching that going, okay, so now in 10 years when there's the high school reunion and they're like, why isn't Thompson coming back? It's like, oh, because you all were horrible to him for his entire childhood and teen years. And he fortunately understands that and has stopped perpetuating this or has stopped perpetuating toxic relationships throughout his life and started to heal himself. But it's taken him a really long time. Like, you can project that whole future for him where that's the good option as opposed to not, you know, getting out of that cycle um, of damaging himself to try to get people to care for him and care for each other. You know, like it's just really it's not good. Well, in the if they did a Gravity Falls high school reunion episode, what would happen based on the way that they handled this is he would be the billionaire CEO of a tech company and would show up still looking schlubby, but in an expensive suit and driving a Tesla with two 20 something hot blondes with him there to rub it all in their faces. But really it would still all be be all about his insecurity and he would be the bad guy. Like that is what that story is headed to. If you follow that trope down the line, which sucks. Yeah, it's. I just want Thompson to go to college and not repeat these mistakes. <laughs> yeah, join a theater program. Exactly, the theater Th- kids will love you. I promise. I think that's. I think that's what Thompson needs to do is just major in like 
technical theater and he'll be great. Mm-hmm. He'll be very happy. Um, even though it theater looks- kids, yeah, theater kids pick on tech kids, but that's fine. It's okay. There's solidarity amongst the tech kids, though. Yeah, there is. There's a lot. Um, but yeah, no, they shouldn't either. But yeah, there was a lot of snobbery in my high school about people who ran tech and the people who were on stage. Oh, um, well, how dare they? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, they just didn't know. They just didn't understand. Anyway, um, yeah, for me, this episode's just like really standard love potion type stuff. And what's wild to me about it is that it just kind of doubles down on the love and stuff instead of like you said allison backing away from it and like reinstituting everyone's free will it just goes yeah no the love potion's a good idea let's stick with that and it's it's a choice like it's a bold not good but bold choice to make to be like yeah i know this makes sense this this is this is how we're going to frame this and so I, I don't like it and i agree with allison's other point which is that nothing and I, I would extend this to all media, not just media for children, but it doesn't need a moral, but it does need to be aware of what it's saying and doing. And I think that that gets baked into this in particular, and we think about it more because kids are very impressionable, malleable, um, even though they're also very good critical thinkers as well. Um, we just have to always frame things for them when, when they're, after they've watched something. And so I think that that's one of the things, especially with this, is being like, first of all, love potions aren't real. Second, people should be able to do what they want. Um, and that comes that comes through here. And I appreciate that, like, Dimaji, the love god, keeps pushing on that of, like, there are going to be repercussions if you do this, so you can't do this. But then the show just goes, nah, the repercussions are okay because the gang's back together and Robbie and Tambor seem fine with one another well and they're the consequences aren't for them right Mm -hmm. it's all about the consequences for mabel and dipper Mm -hmm. and not the people whose agency is being taken away right that's a good Um, point like for example how dare mabel tape waddles to a goat that must hurt that must be physically painful you you free waddles i'm not okay with this um but there's also this i assumed that where the story was headed and it still would have irked me was that mabel was gonna spray robbie and tambor 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 tambory 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 they call her tambors but yeah yes um and they would have the veil be lifted and they'd both be embarrassed and then they would just keep going, right? Because they are well suited to each other and they got this push and then they got to sort of get over their own hangups and insecurities and have this nice relationship. Um, but we didn't even get that. And that still would have been icky. This is way more icky. As, as Marcus says, they seem fine with one another because they have been drugged. Yes. This is a bad message um and marcus also points out that it seems like they're bending over backwards to just keep robbie in the show somehow uh which is a decision yes i agree (laughs) and he also makes a good point it the continuity would have been a lot better if they just switched these two episodes if she if so if mabel learned from this and then was like we have to have seuss make the choice about the time wish in the next episode that would have made sense but that's a great point marcus that's absolutely correct Definitely. Um, any other thoughts? What I kept waiting for was um, 
this has all been the love gods like coordination this whole time and he like has some secret love god knowledge that like these two should be together and the net reveal doesn't happen no because he's just taking some time off man to really focus on his music here's a cassette (laughs) i do like how sassy mabel is in this episode though she's like oh a cassette and then the fingerless gloves no they're not no (laughs) (laughs) they're Um, not pulling off the v-neck yeah, well, he needs a W neck. He's going to really, he's behind the trend. <laughs> yes. You know. Um, do we have any final thoughts on... Well, on- we didn't talk about Stan's horrifying hot air balloon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is that. What a weird B-plot. I mean, the it's visual... It's such a weird B-plot. <laughs> it, it seemed to me like they wanted to get to the visual, which was very funny and grotesque. And the mother saying, like, yes, it is, son, it is going to eat us, was a, was a solid laugh. But what a, just a... It didn't, and it didn't go anywhere. Just a really strange B plot, and the whole Woodstick Festival. I feel like, granted, this obviously isn't is not a current episode, um, but wow, that particular trope is super tired. Like you can find a new you can find new jokes about hipsters, folks. There are lots. There are lots of them. Lots mm-hmm. of jokes to be made about hipsters uh, and music festivals. Yeah, even in twenty fourteen, all of it was really stale. So. For adults, maybe for kids it was a lot fresher. But all those jokes are really kind of aimed squarely at the people watching it with the kids. So, Room Full of Scarves is, like, really the best band, though. Like, I'm just putting that out there right now. <laughs> and Good hot man. air balloons are cool. No, they're not. They're just yes, they are! <laughs> floating you think death traps. They floating they death down? traps. Marcus says they did have a band whose members' mustaches were tied together, so you know, not not a total loss. True, true. Good point. <laughs> well, that will wrap up our conversation on these two episodes. Either on Wednesday or next week, Monday, we will be talking about episodes ten and eleven. And ten uh, has two different titles listed on Wikipedia, so I'm going to tell you them both. And uh, oh, eleven—that's that's weird. Yeah, eleven has a rather uh, not interesting title, so. Enjoy 10. So it's either Northwest Mansion Mystery or Northwest Mansion Noir. Mystery, I feel, is more appropriate just so. Yeah, it's not a noir styled thing. Okay, good. So that's good to know because I would be disappointed. Yes. As we've discussed previously on the show in other noir episodes, uh, that's my shit. So I'm very glad to, to be prepared adequately. Um, maybe something Hitchcocky. Um, because we've got mystery and the word Northwest. Does um, the name Northwest mean anything to you? Uh, I, it's, it, well, that's it, Kim and Kanye's kid. It's also Pacifica Northwest. Oh, Pacifica Northwest. You know what's funny is in my head I was going, great drag name. And then that's because <laughs> Pacifica Northwest is a great drag name. By the way, listeners, I'm desperate to have this out in the world. So, if you are considering a drag career, I would like to offer for you, fair game to anyone who wants it, an excellent drag name that absolutely no one will take me up on. So here, here it is, just for you, Parallel Parker. Just take it, go, you, drag race, RuPaul will love it, you will get so many jokes. Parallel Parker, your look was a tight fit, but you didn't quite get in straight. Parallel Parker, you, um... Made a hell of a three-point turn, but 
that look on the runway got a ticket. Like, all the possibilities are endless. Parallel Parker, I promise you, it'll work great for you. Just, just make sure to, like, claim it so that everybody else knows not to take it. But Pacific Northwest, always also a great name. So maybe, like, a Pacifica story and also, and also Hitchcock? No, it's not going to be Hitchcock. A girl can dream. What's the other one? Um, the, the second episode is Not What He Seems. Well, I assume that's about Grunkle Stan. Okay. Um, so maybe we're going, maybe we're going into secret vending machine bunker. Okay. Anything else? Noel, any, any thoughts? I have not rewatched Not What He Seems yet, so I haven't gotten to that one yet. I have rewatched the mansion one, though, and I am delighted and intrigued to talk about it. Oh god, maybe it'll be Clue? Is it Clue? It, it's not Clue. I'm sorry to disappoint you. It is not Clue. It's. St- I think it's still pretty it's solid, though. It's just not Clue. It's not okay. Clue, though. Alright. Well, and with that, I'm going home to make love to my wife. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Marcus, for hanging out with us in the chat and sharing your thoughts. And we'll be back next week? This week? You'll find out. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye.